Welcome to Wyndham Tech Talks, a podcast series designed to explain and explore the role and impact of Wyndham Tech School in Wyndham and Hobsons Bay. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of Australia, in particular, the Boon Wurrung, Wada Wurrung and Woi Wurrung peoples of the Kulin, where we work, live and play. We extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and their elders, past, present and emerging. In this episode, we take you inside one of the most popular programs run at the Wyndham Tech School, the F1 in Schools program, and meet Team Hadron, the five students from Alamander College in Point Cook who've taken their F1 adventure to the world. Aston, let's start with you. Tell us a little firstly, introduce everyone to, to what the F1 program actually is. Yeah, so um, we're from Team Hadron um, and we just participated in the F1 Schools World Finals in Singapore. Uh, so F1 Schools is where we design and create miniature F1 cars and then race them against other teams from all over the world. When you say miniature F1 cars, when I walked in through the front here, I saw what looked like a miniature car. Is that about the size of them? They're what, about five or six feet? Is that right? No, they're actually quite small. You can actually fit them on your hand. So they're um, really tiny um, but uh, go very fast. Okay, so tell us what the concept is of of F1 in terms of what what it is you're building and, and how you're going about doing that. We're building the fastest possible car using aerodynamics um, because the main part of it is racing the car over a 20-metre track um, and most of the cars get down to the other end in just over a second. So they go pretty fast. So aerodynamics is a key to our car. In a second. She said, do you mean a second? Like it's done? Yep. It's finished? It's all over in one second. Okay. (laughs) What's your role in in putting all this together? What, What... so my role is funding the team. Um, so some of our engineers have very expensive uh, ideas in mind. So I collect all the sponsors uh, and raise all the funds to be able to participate in this program. All right, we'll come back to that sponsorship thing. Let's go to, I think, uh, next to you is one of the engineers. Is that right? Yes. Delene, uh, tell us about what your role is and what it is that you actually do f- from, from start to finish. So I'm the design and manufacture engineer. So um, in terms of designing the car, I work with Will um, in designing a 3D model. So before we have to manufacture a car, we obviously have to make it in a 3D workspace. So um, we have to document all of our progress. So um, after racing, there's actually something else that's um, checked, which is the portfolios. So the portfolios contain things like our research, for example, looking into how the wheels affect car speed or aerodynamics, and then talking about, for example, we have something called a front wing where it's meant to direct air over the front wheel. And let's say we have an idea and we think about it, do some testing and be like, oh, there's a problem with this idea. We fix that error, um, go and make an evaluated decision, and then we come to our final product. So that's what our portfolio is about. And my role is primarily designing the car in the virtual world, um, documenting the progress, and then moving on to... um, some basic manufacturing digitally. So I don't handle the uh, physical manufacturing, but I do more uh, uh, of the setup. So when you're manufacturing a car, um, you can't just connect the parts with glue and say it's done. You actually have to um, ensure it's manufacturable. So that means if you have a 90 degree edge on a car 
Atu can't actually manufacture 90 degrees all the time. So you have to. So it has to be practical and it yes. actually has to work. So we can't have infinitely small edges. We can't have um, really small gaps, which the tool can't fit into. And we also have to think about joints. So our car is made up of three parts. Um, the rear wing, which is manufactured separately, the main body, and then the front wing. So the front wing and rear wing are 3D printed. So what we do is we have a small extension on our bolsa body, which is the main body. And then we put an extension in the rear wing area and the front wing. And that allows us to connect the front wing to that extension so it has support on all sides. So it's like uh, if you took take that water bottle, for example, if, you, if that cap would be a small extension and then there would be a hole in the front wing and the cap would go into that hole and it would be quite solidly put together. Yeah, okay. Will, you're the, obviously the other designer. So what do what, you two work together or he does he does one part of it and you do the more the more practical assembling part of it? Is that how that works? Uh, so we both work on the designs um, with expertise in different areas. So like Delane mostly does the wings and I work on the car body. Um, but I also ensure that um, the different aspects of our collaboration team fit together. So moving from designing to manufacturing, we need to make sure we're hitting the deadlines. Or if we're wanting to test in a different component, I need to communicate with Aston to make sure we have the funds to get those extra parts. So how, how, how critical is that to get the funds to be able to, does that, does that inhibit your, your grandiose plan, your dream for what, it, what you want it to be? Uh, it can be restricting at times, um, so it's important that we have that communication there. Like bearings seen by many teams to be the most critical part um, of the car are very expensive, so we need to make sure that we're being smart about how we're spending our money, not just buying every sort of bearing to test, but we're putting research in behind that to make educated decisions on what could be the best for our car design. When you're talking about a race that's over in a second or so, so how critical are, you know, you talk about 90-degree angles and all those things, how critical are those those minute changes that you make in in, in winning? Uh, they're insanely important. The races are measured down to the millisecond, thousandth of a second. So it's um, important that every part's working together at the same time. We might design the wheels and the body separately, but we also need to make sure they work together so that they fit and that the aerodynamics of the front wing positively impacts those wheels and there's that roll-on effect to ensure that we're maximising each part of our car. Is is your template for your, for your car based on real Formula One cars or, or do, you, do you leave them out of it because this is a different dynamic? Um, it's a very different conditions. F1 cars need to generate lots of downforce to stick to the track where we have a tether line that holds us to the track. So we just want to be as streamlined as possible to incur the least amount of air resistance and just um, go down that track as fast as we can. Okay. All right, we've got two other people involved here. Hi, I'm Tej. And what's your role in this? Um, so I'm a support member for Team Hadron and I do some digital media graphic design and I'm also a part of um, the pit display design. Okay, so what, is that, what does that involve what you do? So the digital media, by digital media, Hadron is essentially a brand and to promote that brand, we created different social media accounts on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and other social media sites. And we've posted regularly on our updates and we've included different kind of quirks into our posts, such as race predictions for the actual Formula One races and also our race reactions sometimes too. 
So what sort of audiences have you got in those on those platforms that uh, that you put that on? Is it is it basically your school community that that taps into that, or does it go way beyond that? It usually goes way beyond that. So I looked at our demographic quite a while ago, but we had around eighteen to twenty four year olds, typically male and female, well, typically male come in. Um, but we also had quite a lot of females and some of the older age margin also looked at our social media too. So is that something you, you update on a, on a race-by-race basis or on a project basis or when you have a bit of news from the engineers? Is that how, that how you generate um, the news for that? So originally we did have a schedule. Uh, this schedule outlined, well, let's say the 20, let's say the 26th of October, right? The 26th of October, this would happen. We would see that on our project timeline and then we would say, all right, so we can make a post for this. So 26th October, um, we finished creating our logo, then we would post about our logo and say, this is how... Did you design the logo? Um, I worked with my mentor and I worked with some of the other enterprise team to create the logo as well as gathering the whole team's opinion. Yeah, Okay. Our fifth and final member over here. I'm Srishti and I'm the support manufacturing engineer. So I help um, Delane and Will in making sure the car is, um, is manufacturable and making sure that all the decals can fit on. So the decals are basically stickers of our sponsors that go on the car. So this comes back to our marketing um, and uh, I help with some of the social media as well. Um, so we basically, what from your question before, we we put it used to be three posts a day for showing um how many like all our sponsors because that's included in our ROI. Um, so our ROI is basically return on investment. Um, yep. This is where we tell our sponsors that if you sponsor us, we can give you this. Um, we can give you like our logo on our car, trade display, and I think it was portfolios as well, depending on how much um, money or mentorship they give us. So most of our posts were sponsorship posts saying that, um, okay, so thank you for sponsoring us to whatever company. Um, but some of our posts are also like just random events that um, happened during the competition. So we had yeah. Team Australia. Um, we had a post on Team Australia, a small video on our journey throughout the competition. Um, when you say you're, so do, do Will and Delane come to you with the final thing and you go, okay, no, we can't build this or we can build this or we can build it but we can't have that bit on it or we can't have that. Is that, is that how it works? Um, sort of. So they designed the car and Delane, as he's the manufacturing engineer, he does um, look at it quickly to see if it's, um, so we have like different tests in the software that we use, which is Fusion 360. Um, so we conduct accessibility analysis and I think there was a top-down analysis as well. Um, and in that, we see whether the tool can reach each part of the car. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so basically, as Dulane said, he he does do the manufacturing of the car, the, the digital aspect, but I come um, then I'm the one who normally puts the car together and makes sure that it all fits. Yeah. What's the process in that you and Delane went through, Will, to to put it together to actually f- go from the start to when you had the car that you were going to race in in the first of your races? How long a process was that? Um, so I think we worked on the car from start to finish over six months. Um, so since the regulations were released by F1 in schools, it's about a forty page document that we have to read through and understand all the different requirements of the car. There's 
ones for safety to ensure that um, the cars don't break during the race, as well as performance ones to ensure that each team's competing fairly and there's not um, significant advantages or disadvantages due to um, like misconduct during the manufacturing process. Yeah. Um, but then that's when we can implement tools in our design process to ensure that we're sticking to those regulations. We do um, CFD and FEA analysis, so testing the aerodynamics of the car and also the structural integrity, um, which helps us minimise the amount of waste that we have from physical testing. Um, and then that's when we can make those minute adjustments to the car to give that competitive advantage to win us back those milliseconds. And then we send the car through to manufacturing, Delane and Shrishti um, producing the car over a day in the CNC machine, 3D printing components, assembling them, scrutineering is a big part to make sure we are compliant because there will be slight changes between the digital copy and the physical copy of the mm. car. So we need to make sure they're as close as they can be. And yeah. So when the car is completed, it's there, it's ready, everyone's happy with it. What's the next step there? What happens next in that in that process? Maybe Aston, you should tell us about what, what happens next. When you've got the car, you know you're, you're ready to go. You want to race. What happens? Yeah, well, um, hopefully by then it's close enough to the competition and then we'll actually start participating in the competition. Uh, so first off, we start at the state finals. Um, so for here, we're versing everyone across the whole state of Victoria. Uh, so once we have the final car, we take it, uh, the judges look over it to make sure it's compliant with the regulations, which is a big part. Um the document's like 60 pages long on how mm. uh, the car has to be within these certain dimensions and stuff. Yep. Uh, so you have judges who look over your car and then once the car's all ready, then it's off to racing. So how does that process work? Where was where was that done? You've, you've done the state, you've been to the state titles and you won that. Yeah. So, so where did that happen and how, how was that process? Um, so we did that um, early... Uh, so no, late last year, um, we participated and raced our car, um, and then from that we ended up winning uh, the knockout champions. Um, so that's where you every team versus uh, yep. a different team until you have a winner. Uh, so we end up doing that, and that allows us to win. So yep, uh, just doing head on head on head uh, racing against each other. So that's the state final. Then yeah. you go to the national final. Then you do the nationals. And you won that. Uh, we came third. Right. But that got you to Singapore? Uh, yep. So then we collaborated with uh, the team who came first in a different class, uh, which was uh, Exelon from Alamander. And then we merged teams to create a new team of Hadron that we took to the world finals. How'd you go in Singapore? Uh, overall, we came um, 19th out of the 68 teams that were participating there. Sensational. So we're, we were very proud with that. Um, and as far as the car and track, I think the team was pretty happy with how it performed compared to the other yeah. cars. So what's everyone's um, race day and, and when you get into competition, what's, what's your role once you once you hit that part of the process? Yep, so once we get to the competition, um, so my role was just basically to explain um, whenever somebody came to our trade display, it was to expl um, explain um, how the team worked because we did have a trade display that showcased our team and um, the car and everything that the team has done to get to the competition. 
So um, while um, the court members were away on judging, so we have verbal presentation scrutineering, which I believe somebody will spoke about spoke about before. Yeah. The support members man the trade display and uh, also a part of um, watching the races and just making sure that everything is videoed. Yeah. And recorded for social media. Your role during the, the racing process, is that just to make sure that everyone knows what's going on via social media? Um, kind of. Um, so before the race, I'd usually take a screenshot of the team getting ready and be like, Hadron's getting ready for our next race, come live and watch this on the F1 in Schools channel. Um, then during the race, I'd take a screenshot of the car going down the track, a video of us maybe going in front of the other team and beating them in one race, and then being go team Hadron, something like that. Yeah. But other than that, um, most of my job is the same as Trishti as a support member. So I also help take care of the pit display and I explain the enterprise portion to the newcomers who come and look at our pit display. And as well as this, um, I support I support Hadron, the core members, when they're at their interviews and when they're getting ready to race. Yeah. Talane, what, what do you do in the, in the race situation? Does that, does that change your role or do you just sit there and bite your fingernails and hope? So uh, initially um, what happens is uh, there's two steps to the race. So um, at Worlds, we have this small interview section where primarily Aston spoke um, with the uh, interviewer. So he's host the race where he just talks with the audience while the race is being set up. And then once the race starts, um, we have someone who catches the cars. So there's a deceleration system. So once the cars do their one second journey across the track, they don't immediately stop. They have to continue going a bit because um, they still have that momentum. So the deceleration system slows the car down and we have someone who retrieves it, checks if anything's broken. And after the race, um, the engineers go down into a small area where we get to check over the car. So let's say our front wing came off. We get to put it back on within a certain time frame. We get to make adjustments to the wheels, the bearings, for example. If we notice one of the wheels tightened up, during the race, we decide, we can loosen them a bit. And it's this checklist which we fill out saying we changed the bearings, we uh, looked at the front wing and repaired it, things like that. And after that time's up, um, the cars are sealed away until the next race. Oh, okay. Jeez. It's, uh, it's it's very like Formula One racing, isn't it, in terms of the, the scrutineering and the rules and, and things like that. What yeah. um, We'll get you to answer this one. What uh, what sort of damage and, and that does occur to the car's in, in race situations? Uh, so the most common damage we see is to the front wing because um, often they will either stop by hitting a towel or there's these new brush systems that they've implemented um, and majority of the force is um, done onto the front wing, which is why we do some of those virtual tests to ensure that it's strong enough to hold that. Um, and whilst many people think that the breakage occurs between where the body of the car meets the 3D printed component, it actually happens a little bit before that joint where the part's the weakest and generally the thinnest. Um, but F1 in schools at the World Finals, they've implemented a new strategy with a halo that looks similar to that of an actual F1 car, which catches the car on a cord, which um, they make sure that that specific component can hold up to that stress and there were no casualties. How did your car hold up over yeah. the over the course of the the states, then the nationals and the did you have to change cars? Did you have more than one car or was you only allowed to have one car? So you're allowed one car per 
stage of the competition, so one for states, nationals and worlds, and each time you progress through, you're allowed to make changes to that car to improve its design. Sometimes the regulations might change for like safety or to make a new challenge to students, like the inclusion of the halo, um, which just pressures us to be more innovative in our designs mm. and also gives us that chance to um, make more innovative designs to... Make it quicker. <laughs> Make it quicker and the other teams that we might have competed against and lost to in previous rounds. We talked about all the technical aspects of it and all the um, all, all the all the business sort of side of it almost. Well, I want to talk a bit more about that business side of it with you, but was it fun? Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's probably out of all the things you do at school, it's probably the most gives you the most life experiences, uh, definitely with the business environment. Yeah. Yeah. So did you go and, uh, I mean, you've got a, a shirt on here that we're looking at now that I'm looking at that's got a, you know, for half a dozen sponsors, if not a couple more. Did you go yourself and approach them and say, this is what it, we're doing? So yeah. you, you actually went out and sold it and, and then yeah. came back? Yeah. So I had to, my best method um, was just to call them up, different businesses, and, yeah, just explain what the program is. And then... What was the reaction from the business houses when you when you spoke to them? Were they like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so at first they're very confused, never heard of the program before. It's not really a known thing, especially in our local area. Um, but once we, they actually see the proposal we made up and actually got to see what the car looks like and realise how much effort we'll put in, then they're really supportive with us. Yeah. What what would you say to anyone who's coming through now and we've got a you know a complete school full of um, yeah. prospective F1 champions out here, uh, you know, 10 feet away from us, yeah. um, currently going at the state, this year's state uh, yeah. finals. Um, what would you, what, what would your advice be to people getting, students getting involved in this? Um, keep pushing. Eventually you'll get there, um, especially for us. We started... The, this original team all the way back in 2019 and have been part of it five years. So it took five okay. years of long, hard work to finally actually get to the World Finals. So even if you don't get it first go, you'll eventually get to a spot where you really enjoy it and you're up, at, you're up competing against the top-level kids. Yeah. Have you taken things out of this that you will use in other parts of your schooling and your education and your learning? Yeah, so... The main part is uh, when you write the portfolio, that gives you good uh, English skills. Another part is giving a verbal presentation. That also very that helps uh, yeah. with your, let you know, confidence in speaking. So yeah, yeah. Jalane, what do you what do you take out of this? Uh, and have you uh, had had fun doing the experience? So I think this was experience was brilliant since um, outside of school, you don't just learn the standard subjects, you learn things that, like, for example, in this role, you can see that Aston's learning a lot about marketing, um, Trishy's learning a lot about manufacturing. I personally really enjoyed doing things where I modeled things online, tested them virtually, and before thinking, oh, wait, you can't actually do this in real life, and changing things to make it realistic. I think those skills are incredibly useful for me in things like product design, if I'm looking at a real world scenario for example if I see a design that has infinitely small edges I'm like wait that actually can't be made why don't you just do this instead and I think these skills being more realistic made it much more enjoyable to learn because I know 100% that I will use this in my future career in life and things like that yeah have you uh, you're going to be a social media baron or out of this is it is it uh, sort of lit that fuse for you 
Um, yeah, I really enjoyed doing the social media. However, um, I told you before, I think my passion really lies in graphic design. I yeah. really like doing the graphic design of different objects. And I think that's where I really excel at. But it was a really nice experience. You learn these skills and you can keep them forever. It's, it's incredibly valuable. You can use them in almost any job industry-wide collaborations and you also get these connections with uh, your sponsors that can prove to be very useful later in the future when you're trying to get a job. Yeah. How about for you? Same? Um, yeah, basically what they all said, like the skills you learn here can be used for the rest of your life. Um, for me personally, I loved the manufacturing side of things. Um, I love putting things together and I think I think that like you learn how to problem solve as well. So now I think that if I see a problem with, as um, I've been a mentor to the development class teams as well um, from our school. So like whenever I see a problem with the manufacturing, I like going in and solving it. So I think those skills are really useful for yep. your life. And, and I mean, you're one of the, the only girl in this room uh, with worked with the four boys on this. Uh, the, that, that's not been an issue at all in terms no, they're, of... No, they're great. Um, it doesn't really matter as long as you know what you're doing. Yeah. And um, it's, it's not like, oh, so you're a girl, so you can't do anything. As long as you know what you're doing and you know that you have the skills, you possess the skills to be just as good as them, there's no real um, barrier between. Yeah, absolutely, and there shouldn't be, and, they, yeah. and clearly there isn't, which is great. Well, what were we going to see you as, a, you know, you and Delane and uh, NASA building space rockets in the future, or where, where, where do you want to head? Um, yeah, I'm really liking that. Although this is like a really grounded competition in designing cars, that the skills we learned are applicable in any range of engineering fields. So I'm really looking forward to pursuing a career in aerodynamic engineering for rockets and commercial flights. This facility here that we're sitting in now, uh, how, how important has that been in, in this whole process? Um, it's been amazing. Um, we're at a public school. We haven't got a lot of facilities, but being able to come here, it's not too far away where they've got so many different 3D printers and CNC machines, um, powerful computers where we're able to um, design to our heart's content and whatever we can imagine. It's been amazing. Yeah. Aston, the, the support of the school in all of this, in, in letting you come here and, and being part of uh, Vic Uni, uh, you know, an off-campus thing, I guess, in a way, is that, yeah. that, that, that's been obviously it's really been good. really impactful on um, our team's performance, just being able to give us whatever we need um, and support us along the way, even our teachers back at our schools. They're all just uh, so helpful, so knowledgeable, uh, just helpful, yeah. Yeah. So what are, what are you doing in 2023? Have you, you were just are you involved in the the one going forward, or are you are you done now? Um, so we're hoping that we might um, progress and try again, um, try go back to Welds and get a better result from last time. What did you learn from from your experience in in Singapore last time? Um, I learned a lot of different stuff, especially with the car. I know that um, they learned a lot consider it as a different climate, so the humidity really affected the car. Oh. Um, but it was just it was just good in general just to see what the level of competition is like from the other teams because you just don't know outside of Australia what 
uh, other schools are doing, what other countries are doing. So yeah. it's just a full of unknown. So it's nice to be able to go to a competition, see how that was done. What sort of budget are we talking about here in terms of <laughs> to, to, to fund all this from your team's point of view? What, what? So for Singapore, we ended up uh, calculating that our budget would be somewhere about $77,000. <laughs> so, uh, really? Yeah, so that's wow. not a cheap amount. Um, but in, in the end, our team did really well um, and got about just under <laughs> 100,000, I think. Goodness gracious me. <laughs> yeah. That must have blown the minds of some of the people at your school, I would assume. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, it's crazy that at my young age that I've uh, been able to see this much money come through. <laughs> and, uh, yes. Delane, I'll ask you, so you, you spent all that clearly, you and Will and everybody? Yeah, we definitely use this money wisely, we would say. Is it an expensive process as you, as you go through when you're talking about bearings and 3D printing and all those things? Are they expensive things as you, as you go through the process? I think it's more the collection of what we have to do. So, for example, we have so many projects, like we have the portfolios, we have the car, we have uh, trade displays, and when you're thinking of all the work that goes in it, there's an amount like... And when we go to Singapore, accommodation and flights, those take up massive amounts of money. Yeah. So that's the main reason that states, nationals, and worlds, they get progressively more expensive, simply because in states, like this is made for us a 20-minute drive. Uh, in nationals, we had to take a flight all the way to Sydney, which cost a lot more. We cost about 10 grand. And then towards, we went all the way to Singapore and had to pay for the really expensive accommodation, which is why we went all the way to 100 grand. Yeah. So I think that's the primary factor in cost. You're just trying to make out you didn't spend it all on engineering. <laughs> uh, I want to ask each of you your, your favourite moment out of the out of the process so far. Um, my favourite moment, probably as a manufacturer, just seeing the car race down the track um, and like not breaking apart because that's like that little moment of anxiety, knowing that um, this could be like the make it or break it moment. Yeah. <laughs> For you me would probably be like the moment somebody steps up to our pit display and goes wow this looks so good i wish our pit display would be like this it provides the satisfaction that you have done well beautiful Delane, grab that one uh i mostly enjoyed after designing our car see like the manufacturing engine they bring it to life so then suddenly the car that you've always been working on always picturing in your mind is suddenly real and it's there and then when you race down the track you can sort of see your efforts come to life and it's just amazing yeah i got to go to singapore as part of my school life <laughs> will um good question Probably first race in Singapore. Had no idea how it was going to turn out. There's a new deceleration system at the end and I was standing there waiting to watch. And language barriers all around, but there was someone else standing next to me. Um, couldn't speak to them in English. Yet we both understood the emotions that we were feeling, that excitement, that nervous energy of waiting to see what's going to happen to these new state-of-the-art cars as they finish this track. It was amazing. Beautiful. Thank you all for, for being part of this podcast. Congratulations on what you've achieved so far and uh, good luck for the future. Wyndham Tech School is a STEM centre of excellence, funded by the Department of Education and hosted by Victoria University. And if you'd like to know more, simply visit the website, wyndhamtechschool.vic.edu.au. 
have fun until the next time